Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. When it comes to transportation, two of the most popular forms is planes and boats. There's a right way and a wrong way to buy them. Well, from Aero Marine and tax professionals, Tom Alston is going to join us. And when it comes to buying a plane or buying a boat, you can effectively eliminate your California sales and use tax by following his advice. Tom, welcome to the program. Thanks, John. I'm glad to be here. So if I pick up the phone and I'm calling you and I say, I need your help, what am I looking to accomplish and how would you service the needs that I would be looking for from your specialized tax service? My company, Arrow and Marine Tax Professionals, is the leading expert in the state of California when it comes to transactions of airplanes, vessels, and certain types of vehicles. That is the type of personal property that we deal with, and the only area that we deal with in that specialty is sales and use taxes. The property tax is an entirely separate subject. The first thing I do is ask them what they're getting ready to buy. Let's just say, for example, they're getting ready to buy an airplane, and it's $500,000. Okay, let's back up for a moment. So first, before they ever buy it, they should call you so that the transaction is set up and you're going to guide them as to how to go about buying it before they put the money down or sign the contract. Yeah, they should get a company like mine involved in the strategy, the planning phase. Don't wait until the night before and especially don't wait until you, after you've already bought it because you're probably going to buy it in a manner. If you don't get my advice, you're going to take possession of it in a way that makes it taxable and you can't undo it. Okay, so I call you up on the phone and I say, Tom, help me out. What are you going to do for me? I'm going to find out what you're buying. Then I'm going to find out what you're going to pay for it. And then when I, I'm going to ask you where in California, if it's an airplane, where you're going to hangar it, if it's a boat, what marina it's going to be. And the reason I need to ask them where it's going to be located when it comes into California is that establishes the effective sales tax or use tax rate because they are different from county to county. I know a lot of people who have bought vehicles and personal property and they've registered it out of state in order to avoid taxes from one state to the other. You're not proposing or or proponing that, are you? No, because in fact, it doesn't, from the California's point of view, it does not matter the location of the registration. The only thing that matters is when you pass title, when you took possession of it, where was it located? And then you have to establish how you subsequently use it and that what determines the questions that I ask people about the subsequent use depends upon what kind of a test period that we're trying to put them in to legally avoid the tax. And when you say legally avoid the tax, and of course, taxes is the biggest expense that most families face. I completely agree with that. And it is legally, morally, and ethically allowed to minimize your tax consequences at all levels, from income to property taxes, any way that you can do that. It is legal, it is moral, and it is ethical. Just don't break the law. I want to add something to that. The case of being able to legally avoid taxes went to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court found in favor of the taxpayer or you and I. In fact, everything you said is true, but they added one thing. It is your obligation as a citizen of the United States to legally avoid taxes. The Supreme Court wrote that in a decision. Well, I'm going to get a flag and put that on my flagpole. You should. The decision was in 1934. 
And you can rest assured that most politicians who are in office right now have never read that decision, or if they had, they're trying to ignore it. Of course, you're specializing in the sales and use tax of personal property, not dealing with the craziness that's going on in California with they were trying to repeal portions of the property tax law. You're dealing in the personal property of specific items. You already said airplanes and boats. What about motorhomes or other business vehicles? Any vehicle has a exemption process. But there's a classification of items in the California sales tax law called MTE, stands for Mobile Transportation Equipment. And that is the definition of what we do. That's where the law is set out. And that is where the exemption processes are all laid out, MTE. When you talk about exemptions, what are we looking at that these vehicles would qualify when you call it an exemption? Well, let's talk about the two primary categories. There's two fairly simple exemptions that can apply to all vessels, all vehicles, and all airplanes. The one that's used most across the board is called the principal use test. It requires, if you're a California resident, that you take possession of the vehicle outside of the state of California. And if you're using a vessel and you find one in California you like rather than having them in other words, if you're buying it, going to a dealer and buying a motorhome and you have them deliver it to you in Nevada or to Oregon so that possession occurs outside the state. If it's a vessel, we have them take, go outside a three-mile limit, drive three miles out past the off the shore, and you're outside of California for the starting point. Then subsequently, you have to be able to document and support that the property remained outside the state for the first 12 months. And here's the kicker. Every transaction of a boat, vehicle, or an airplane is considered by law in California taxable. This burden of proof is on the taxpayer to support that they meet what is known as the exemption process. Does that make sense to you? And I have actually experienced the pain of ignorance of that taxation on horses and my farm equipment. Yep. The biggest problem is, and I'll take total responsibility for this, the biggest problem is I haven't created a large enough promotion, PR, newsworthy organization yet to make sure that every citizen of California knows about this process. I'm trying. We did 40,000 posts on social media last month. Our target this month is 100,000. We've posted as many as a million to a million and a half emails a month. We do regular webinars for free. We send out newsletters for free. My vision is so that every person in the state of California or someone from outside of the state of California who's intending to come in and out of California with their property, that they know about us and that they contact us because the calls to me are free. I will tell you everything that you need to do. It doesn't cost you any money other than your time to call and ask me. The information is free. When I decide during that phone call there's something I can do to help you, I will tell you exactly what I will charge you to do that, and you can make the decision whether you want to hire me or not. It's that simple. What kind of numbers are we talking about with this personal property? You came into the conversation, you're talking about an airplane for a half a million dollars. Well, that sounds like a lot, but when you're in business for yourself, you should be in a position to be able to afford things such as, well, the tour bus that that I have, that where I travel my show, I do my own road show. It's a business expense. 
being able to capitalize on the tax code, as we talked about, is invaluable. But what are the numbers that we're looking at as savings, say on that airplane example of yours, between using you and not using you? Real simple. We'll go back to the half a million dollar example. If you're paying a half a million dollars for something and you're in the San Francisco area where it's close to 10%, they're going to want $50,000. We charge 1% of the transaction price. Our fee is $5,000. So you can see that we're a good deal. You save $45,000. And what is it that you do that gets this exemption out of, say, the Bay Area that you just gave? It's real simple. All of the sales and use taxes are administered out of the headquarters in Sacramento, and they're very specific processes. We teach our clients how to go through the process and make sure they're collecting the document that supports each position that they take. Because remember that the burden of proof is on the taxpayer. So we teach them how to support the fact that they did an out-of-state delivery. We teach them with an aircraft, we get copies of aircraft logs, we get copies of maintenance receipts, we get fuel receipts. And here's the problem with an aircraft. It's very, very mobile. And anybody knows that you can just fill out your aircraft log the night before you turn in the the support documentation to the state. An aircraft log to me is an index to a piece of fiction. The way that you turn that into an index to a piece of nonfiction is you buy fuel every time you land. That supports, that's third-party documentation. That fuel receipt will have a date, a location, and a tail number on it. So that supports that when you said you landed in Kansas City or you said you landed in Las Vegas, you have a fuel receipt. And that supports that log and that turns that log into nonfiction, which is what you, that's the burden of proof, that kind of stuff. We also collect maintenance receipts. The state uses the time in and the time out on the aircraft from the maintenance receipts to use as a check on people to determine whether they're incrementing their hours on their flight logs correctly. In other words, if you had a total amount of 500 hours on the airplane when you went into maintenance and the maintenance receipt shows that you had 600 on that, they're going to presume that you left off 100 hours that were making your aircraft not meet the exemption. So it's very important that you understand how important it is. And what we do is we collect documents, depending upon which kind of a contract they sign with us, we'll either collect documents from them weekly, every two weeks, or once a month. And we're quality controlling them to make sure that every piece of information that they provide to us to give to the state doesn't create a question in someone's mind. In other words, if somebody flies east and they take 10 hours to get there and they only flew two hours to get back, that's going to create a question in an auditor's mind. And you have to presume that the auditor knows absolutely nothing about trade winds. And you and I both know that it wouldn't be that big of a difference. So we make sure that they understand that what they're doing in in their documentation is correct. Then we quality control to make sure that every place they land, that the airport designator that's put on their flight log matches up with the fuel receipts. That's how we make the logs real. Then we get, we get hangar statements that we know how long that it stayed at a specific location on the ground. We both know that airplanes spend most of their time on the ground. So we've come up with a pretty good documentation tracking tool to make sure that we can show that it was at a location, it didn't move, and it, was at, it accumulated all those days on the ground. Does that help? Immensely. And it's reminding me about the importance of documentation. That's what gets you out of the IRS's clutches is being able to prove everything and anything from your expenses, 
being in the horse and cattle business, I know you have to keep good records because if you don't, they will disallow it. Now, folks, we are not here on business. We're not talking about how to hold the entity and how you write the vehicle or the the expenses of the vehicle or the planes or the personal property. There's either real or personal property. We're talking about personal property here. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the sales and use tax and how on this equipment, how to minimize your taxable obligation legally, morally, and ethically. And who better than Tom Alston of the Aero Marine and Tax Pros? How does this work, Tom, on boats? They sit in the water. They obviously don't move as fast or as far as the planes. Are we talking about salt water, fresh water? It doesn't matter what kind of water it's in. It just, it's a matter of, we come up with these ways of supporting that it's not moving. And when you do move from one port to the next, we have you stop and buy fuel. Or if it's a sailboat, we have you make some kind of a purchase so that on that receipt, there's the name of the vessel, the date, and the location. It's really important to understand. What I tell people during my presentations is, here's what you need to remember. Think of it as the district attorney shows up at your house with a SWAT team, and they're going to shoot you dead in the middle of your living room if you can't prove where your boat, aircraft, or vessel vehicle was for the 12 months previous. That's how serious you have to take it. I'm not suggesting to you that they will shoot you over these uh, silly little tax rules, but (laughs) you need to... That's a little harsh. Yeah, you need to really take it serious, and we're the ideal people to train people. And I have done over 1,700 of these cases. Not one of our clients who hired us before they took possession and followed all of our instructions has ever paid a diamond tax. Our success rate is 100%. Wow. 100%. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking to buy in particular uh, an, an airplane or any kind of personal property vehicle from boat to uh, the RV or motorhome bus or an airplane, the first thing I do is contact you to minimize my tax obligation in the acquisition. Yes, except for minimize means that you reduce it. And remember, we always drive it to zero. Well, that's minimizing it. Okay. For more information about Tom and his company, which is Aeromarine Tax Pros, go to bizsoup.com, the one business resource that you need and everything for links and offers. And and you can listen to this podcast again and again at bizsoup.com and all through the internet. Tom, I want to thank you for joining us on this serving of Business Soup. And for more information, go to bizsoup.com. Tom, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Thank you, sir. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevois, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.